I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Exams all finished then. Finny. Yeah. What we in the in the old days we used to call you'll be demob happy. Have you heard the expression demob yeah, happy? Yeah, de- like from the army. From the army. So you're demobilized. I'm demobilized. Brilliant. Um, very pleased. Feel light and free. I went to mm. the tip yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. You know how to live. Because um, you've done. <laughs> Did you drop off my papers, like with, you know, with have... friends? I didn't just go to the tip with you. No. Did you see how many papers I had? And that I wasn't. I've, st- I've actually forgotten a few that were downstairs that I've mm. not taken back. Right. So much stuff. So it seems a shame, but. It does seem a shame. No, but I either throw it away now or in two years. Might mm. as well throw it away now. Might as well do And I've kept right. a few bits to, like, look back on or whatever. Mm. And those bits are the ones I'll throw away in two years. <laughs> Good. So this is the bit where we test the levels. And you don't have to say this is the bit where it makes <laughs> you like... feel very unnatural. No, it doesn't. It uh, does. No, it doesn't, because I do it every week, and then every week you say, you don't have to say this is the bit, and it's now but you become part of no, a routine. You didn't used to say this is the bit where we test the levels, we just used to test the levels. Yes, but then you decided... Sure it, not tell. You decided it was uh, a quirky bit, so I thought let's keep it as a quirky bit. Yeah, but so it's no here. longer quirky if you have to define it. Well, it's what we could, we in the trade. Uh, Ruth call a pre-credit sequence some movies what happens is you get a big pre-credit sequence then you get the credits or sometimes you don't get the credits till right at the end of the film so that's it's like a movable feast now here every week we get a pre-credit sequence and this is it and this is the one line joke that we've got this week I'm not absolutely sure about this but Good. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try it on you. My father was a road worker. He used to work on the roads, and I couldn't believe what they said he was stealing from his job. Uh, but when I got home, well, all the signs were there. <laughs> yeah, I quite like it. Yeah. I didn't know where it was going actually until. No, me neither. Let's begin. We talk a lot about girls of your own age, but I noticed that there's a, there's been a fair bit about proms, and I can. Mm. I, I've been through four proms now by the time of your prom which I, don't, was two I years did ago, not prepare that much at no all. i was going to say it, it seems that some of the i i just wondered why i the, think i was quite chill so i went I to we should say yeah. i went to prom two years ago when i was in year 11 so when i was 16 um, and then i've not got a prom this year because college is like often too big for proms it, unless you go to like a, i think they're more private schools do proms mm. at college age because you stay in the school from being like 11 to 18 whereas I've moved school so after two years there's doesn't really seem worth it yeah I was quite chilled out I think you were quite chilled um because I didn't like most like loads and loads of people went for like spray tans and they had their nails done and got their hair done and stuff and I just 
like now I look back on it and I'm like oh maybe I wish I had have done a bit more <laughs> like exciting stuff like that but then at the time I just wasn't that bothered. The complaint from parents of course is mm. that it's an American import which we didn't really really quite, need. No but it's quite fun though really like it was a really fun time like and it also it's nowhere near as big a deal as it is in America. Like it's, it is really fun to get like a really fancy dress and you all go. I don't remember did we have food? No, we didn't have food. We it had was like a, a golf, buffet. You went to a golf club, didn't you? Yeah, we went to a golf club. It wasn't really wasn't that nice at all. It, no, had I like remember a, the complaints afterwards about how rubbish the venue uh, was. Yeah, the, the venue yeah. is pretty, really not very nice. It had like a little nice bit at the front, which was good for pictures, but then it was mainly just not that nice at all. But they and then we had like the buffet. This in America, I think you have like a three course meal and it's really lovely and stuff. And probably at like really fancy schools as well. And we had like potato smiles in like those big like metal trays. But you have spoken very much in favour of potato smiles on this podcast. No, I enjoy a potato smile, but I wouldn't have thought of the height of elegance. Like we're all stood. You you get ready for what weeks and people go and get their hair done. Well, there's all that. Spend hundreds of pounds on dresses. Like Mm. people had. My dress is only, like, about £40 because I just bought it from a shop. But people do spend, like, £300 on dresses and they're, like, mm. beautiful. But And then you sit in, you sit with a, a, a plastic for, plastic knife and fork and a paper plate and a potato smile. doesn't quite match up. No, but... but it, was, it was really fun. And then, but then the thing is with English prom is because there's a much more, like, binge drinking sort of culture, mm. um, even for, like, 16-year-olds. We then went to an after prom which was just the whole night of just a bunch of 16-year-olds being absolutely slaughtered. Yes. Well, well, and of course, not with alcohol, because that's illegal. But Oh, absolutely. So, so how did you get slaughtered without alcohol? It was just, it was like, just... really happy, like, happy thoughts. Happy thoughts, lovely. Yeah, I only mentioned proms because parents of teenage daughters tend mm. to listen to this, I, I hope, very much, as aimed at. And there will be ones that are younger than you. And that's going to be... That's a huge thing, isn't it? Oh, it's really exciting. But I think even mm. mum liked, like, looking at Dressing dresses with up. me and stuff. Yeah. And it was, like, it was really fun. I think, like, Anna or Martha maybe, like, helped me with do my hair or whatever. Like, it's a nice... It's just a nice, fun thing, really. It's one of the few things that's been imported from America that's, like... I think it's just... I, I don't think we should go as far as it has in America, like, how seriously they take it they have like prom kings and queens which mm. is just awful although we had like little prizes did you yes yeah, so you, you yeah won, you won i won something. one i won most likely to win a nobel peace prize <laughs> <laughs> well it could be any day now it could be any yeah now, i mean i am expected it soon <laughs> yes. maybe you have to work uh, a wee bit harder on your nobel peace prize uh, instead of watching love island uh, all the time um, i couldn't i'd prefer to watch love island to, than to win a nobel peace prize i think <laughs> would you? Um, a couple of things that i've noticed i mean i've not really been watching it you've sat and watched it when well, i've been, I've been doing it. something else at the same time uh, yeah I'm, scrolling I'm, through the love island tweets not exactly but looking through the uh, the papers some of the stories about love island they uh, threw someone out didn't they sharif 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 they threw him out because he used the c word dropped the c bomb he dropped the c bomb I believe he got knocked out for that because I swear people have said the C bomb in earlier years. I think they may be being a bit more careful this year. Yeah, but think, he, yeah. he's he's hit back and said that there was racism in there, that people were using the N-word. Uh, really? Yeah, shamed Love Island. They've not, they've not said, they've not shown, shown that on. No. Okay. Well, it's just what he's saying. Shamed Love Island hunk 
Sherry, and I'm reading this from The Sun, uh, Sherif Lanray, uh, claims ITV boss's letter contestant repeatedly used the N-word. Uh, Sherif 20 accused producers of double standards after he was yeah, that kicked, is completely kicked out of the villa for uh, a crude jibe. Although uh, I was listening to... Um I can't remember whether it was maybe, you know, that podcast, The Illusionist, mm-hmm. or whether it was something else. I've listened to a few things about the the C word and sort of its origins and stuff, and just how it's like the N word in that white people should absolutely never say it, and black people can make a decision whether they want to say it or not. Why is that? Oh, we talking about the N word. I thought you were talking about the C word. No, no. And then the C word, it should be a similar thing, but with women, because it comes from quite violent origin about speaking about women's lady parts <laughs> it, it does it comes from really like violent orange origins and you know when people used to call do you know you would like donald trump there you nearly said it comes from violent oranges <laughs> <laughs> it, but it does and it has the, what et- etymology mm-hmm. um of yeah this really violent way of speaking about women and so really um men shouldn't say it no and women should women can make a decision whether they want to say it or not because it's that yeah. it's their bodies and also I love men sw- yeah i love swearing, but men should but never would, say yeah, it you're probably because, right because it's, it's not their words to, to well claim. you say that when it's two men or it's uh, or it's men talking amongst themselves yeah. so i would never use it to refer to a woman but i might use it to refer to someone you should never use it well yeah, you, but you're I'm my talk- dad don't yeah. use it <laughs> if i'm talking to my uh, to my mates uh, what, in the locker room? Yeah, locker room. What, mates? You have, like, three friends? Uh, yeah, if I'm talking to one of my three friends, <laughs> or, a, or a work colleague no, who's another guy, and I wanted to refer to somebody in public life... Right, a, I, a politician or something. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I would feel quite Boris happy. Johnson, perhaps. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but I would feel quite happy using it, whereas, as right. you say, in mixed company, you wouldn't use it. However, but then um, I would more prefer... women are using it now to refer... You know, when, when you look on, but Twitter, I think that's like a naming, like claiming the word, isn't it? If you oh, refer you to, your, like I think, yeah, I, I think if, uh, all like the N word, like some, you know, the naming and claiming of a word mm. and stuff. I think if women are using it to refer to themselves, I don't think there's really a problem with that because of the. No, but women do use yeah, it. Uh, what was the, what's another word that people used to use for the same body part, like gash and stuff, mm. like just really horrible terms yes. that come from this like I think that's worse mis- than the C oh, word worse than the C word but the etymology behind this, the C word has got the same like mm. feel as like the word gash which yeah. is gross it's funny I mean people have decided that the that the F word is now more or less alright no, nobody particularly we, yeah I would say but I, I would say not on this no. because this is not on fam- this because this it's family, family friendly. friendly. But, but I would say on Gogglebox, for instance, that gets very. Amusing. Oh, I love him. He uses the F word every two, this like every second guy. word. Yeah. yeah, he's now got himself into uh, an advert at the cinema. Oh, I thought the, you were saying, thought you were about to say he's now got himself into a spot of bother, and I was going to be no, really upset. No, no, I think he's all right. So we're, we're talking about the guy from Manchester with the screwed up face. <laughs> yeah, the name Terrible. he is now in an advert for Walker's Crisps. Oh, really? Yeah, the advert that has the Spice Girls in it. Have you seen the Spice I've Girls? I've not seen that? the advert. Ah, but there's an advert You've seen more adverts than me, I don't know pictures. why. It's on at the cinema. Uh. And the advert's for Walker's Crisps, and the Spice Girls, this guy won't give the Spice Girls a crisp, and uh, eats them all before the Spice Girls can get them. And is he and the guy? The, the Manchester guy. No, the Manchester guy, you see him sitting around watching this, he's next him! He's next him! What struck me about that, it's a, it's a huge advert, and it's yeah. all, I've been to the cinema quite a bit recently, and it's always shown... 
And what struck me is the amount of profit there must be in a packet of crisps. I mean, we've mentioned... Oh, profit like... Profit profit for the the company, for the Walkers, mate, because they spend fortunes. I mean, they give Gary Lineker about £2 million a year for being like the face of Walkers crisps. Jealous. So jealous. They've got this huge uh, advert on, and they advertise all the time Mm. uh, Walkers crisps. But the actual product is so cheap to make. Like, potatoes are so cheap. Oil is so cheap. Like... They're not put. There's not really any outgoings apart from the marketing. It's all marketing, isn't yeah. it? Crisps. But they can because the product is literally like you can't really get a much cheaper product than powdered flavouring and potato. Before we leave Love Island, uh, Trevor Phillips, who used to be the chief of the racial equality uh, organisation, just that, for Love Island or for the whole of, like the ITV. No, uh, the, the whole racial the racial equality board. Oh, whatever of it was Britain. called when it. Yeah. Of oh Britain. right. Yeah, okay. He, he was <laughs> not quite not an important political figure. I think at one time he ran for Lord Mayor of London as well. He, he's an important guy, and he's an important voice as far as racism goes. He wrote a piece in the Sunday Times uh, about how Love Island remain. Well, I'll tell you the headline is: Even Love Island's hedonists seem to succumb to racism at first sight. Hedonists um, is again one of those words that I've used and fully do not know the meaning of. Well, fun seekers, really. But basically he was saying that uh, the two women of colour, uh, Yoanda and Anna, were the last to be picked. The two non-white males, Michael and Sheriff, were consigned to the subspension. Now, obviously, Sheriff's gone out of the thing altogether. Uh, Yoanda, a Dublin-born scientist of... Yoanda... Uh, Yuande, yeah. A Dublin-born scientist of Nigerian heritage expressed her insecurities after the process. The audience are unbelievably behind her. Like, I would say she's probably the most popular girl in there, maybe Are they starting public votes, or is this just on Twitter and things? No, on Twitter and stuff, but then also... When do they start public? Do they do public? So there's been, like, a couple of... There's been... So they had to vote for, like, the um, couples that they thought were least compatible, and then the audience could vote for who out of each of those couples they wanted to get rid of. The public is so behind you and there. Like, they love her. However, if if Love Island isn't overtly racist, in your view, um, you're watching Made in Chelsea, and I was talking to your elder sister... There is no black people in that. No, I was talking to your elder sister, and she was saying to me, I'm amazed that Ruth's watching Made in Chelsea, because it's just so white. Yeah, it is. But... Also, though, the point is that there are these rich white people around, like, in Chelsea, that Mm -hmm. can't... It's in the way that Love Island, I think, is more racist, because they're putting people of colour in there, but not... And also not presenting them fairly. Like, last year with Samira, Samira and Frankie had this big romance and stuff, and they didn't really show it at all. And a lot of people say that's just, like, subconscious racism. And But Made in Chelsea is, like... They are just these rich white people walking around Chelsea. No, well, I don't know how not... they would deal with that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Well, my, you see, my view would be, let's not worry about that. But then I'm not as woke as you. See, I wouldn't see racism in a lot of these. who probably not in Love Island, not in Made in Chelsea. Yeah. But that's because... I, I think in Love I Island, that... you do see it. And I do think Love Island's got better this year than it was last year for presenting, for being a bit more inclusive. Although not with, like, body positivity at all because <laughs> they've got this plus size Anna who isn't you isn't, thought you were like oh is she the one who's meant to be plus size 
just for a quick look at the emails, and the good news is that we've... We've um, got some. <laughs> we've got loads, actually. But the good news is that we've amused Gordon from Edinburgh. He said, had me in stitches this week. Do you want to know the two things that he laughed at? It'll just be me being stupid or something. Yes, uh, one of them is. He laughed at you saying, uh, alfalfa. Uh, Ruth, isn't that a small, fluffy animal? Martin, no, that's an alpaca. So he laughed at the alfalfa confusion, but with no problem. You know what alfalfa is now, don't you? small root. Sprouts. Sprouts. Mm. And when we were talking about dictionaries, I think, or encyclopedias, I said it's like Wikipedia except on paper, um, (laughs) which he likes. That's good. He says, you should take the podcast on tour. It would be great at the Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's Gordon from Edinburgh. But I don't think we could do it at the Edinburgh Fringe because what we'd just get then is the bits that I edit out, the bits where we're just arguing. What? Don't ruin the movie magic. (laughs) The movie magic. Barry Roberts said, uh, Hi, Martin and Ruth. I haven't uh, written in ages, but still enjoy listening every week. He says, As a crony, uh, I've enjoyed listening to Ruth educate us older listeners about new music. It's very popular in new music stuff, uh, trends and sayings. But listening to the latest podcast, it brought up a few things I wanted to say. Firstly, why do so many people start every sentence with the word, so... Because what, how else do you start it? It gives you a second to think. I do it, yeah. you do it. I think we all do it. I, ne- I never talk about that. The whole debate at the you moment. Do, people... You do like, you know, that's, that's your sir. Mm, possibly, but I use so as well. If it, when you start a piece, when we've played the jingle, so, and it gives you a second yeah. to orientate yourself. And if not, you've got to go straight in. That's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. And he also says... Ruth, you're a very clever girl. He says. Oh no, this is going to end in yeah. this is going to end in something bad that it's I don't want to hear. There's going to be a big butt here. This is going to be one and of those things where I go home and cry. Okay, you, Ruth, you're a very clever girl, and your dad must be very proud of you as you get ready to go to, off to university. Oh. No offense intended. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No offense intended. Oh no, so, I hate bless it. Bless him. This is Barry, who signs himself as Barry. Crony, 55, North Wales. So you know what's coming, or you've got an idea of what's coming. It, no, no, I don't know what it's going to be, but it'll be something that I'm bad. No offence intended, he says, but sometimes you need to listen a bit more before shouting him down. I think he was talking about last week when I was doing that thing about life before the internet. And you were talking, I think, talking about people romanticising it and everything, which I, I was fine with. But uh, Barry, Barry but do you just. you think that's because you cut out your bits more than my bits? I cut out my bits more than your bits. Yeah, so it makes no, it I sound like I'm interrupting you more. No, it sounds like you're interrupting me less when, it, when after I've edited, I can assure you. Anyway, here's the good also, news. Also, I don't interrupt normal people. Like, if I'm just ch- if I'm talking oh, with I'm... friends or other adults and stuff, yeah. it's just because you're... Annoying. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. Uh, no, my... it's just because you're my dad. Mm, fair enough. You I, know I, what I mean, though? I, yes, I don't I want know. everyone to think I'm rude to everyone. No. Fair enough. She's only rude to me, Barry, so that's the good news. Uh, Murray Butler has written to us, and he says, Hi, Martin and Ruth. Hello from Red Hook in Brooklyn. Yeah, he's Brooklyn, America. Brooklyn in New York. Wow. You're so good, they named it twice. <laughs> he says, uh, Hello from Red Hook in Brooklyn. I wanted to contribute another ice cream-based joke for when you test the levels. Ah, you're too late to test them. But he says, Did you hear about the ice cream man? He was found dead in his van. Covered in hundreds and thousands. Police say he topped himself. 
See, that's probably doesn't mean anything to that. It's a sort of an old-fashioned really, expression. I don't really get it. Well, he topped himself is an old-fashioned expression. For killing for, yourself. For killing yourself, ah. you see. And he's put hundreds and thousands on himself, so he's topped himself. But it was, I don't think that's very funny. He says, not very PC, I know, but surely better than uh, Tim Vine's effort. He says, if you ever t- do come out this way, be sure to visit Red Hook, as it's a fascinating area. Keep up the great podcast. Would and, love to do that. Uh, yeah, I looked up Red Hook on the internet. Do you want to know about it? <laughs> yeah, OK, then. Set against a backdrop of shipping yards and pre-Civil War warehouses in Brooklyn, Red Hook has a laid-back seaside village vibe. Young families and creative professionals make up a large part of the community. Sounds hipster. Mm, we're very much so. A mix of homey eateries, homey eateries, it says, and quirky bars, plus edgy... <laughs> we love a quirky bar. We love a quirky bar, plus edgy art galleries. We love an edgy gallery. Mm. Yeah, edgy art galleries. And boutiques proliferate along Van Brunt Street, which is the main artery. Sounds good. Hugh Besant, who's a regular emailer, says, Firstly, Ruth's assertion that swords are more dangerous than crisps. Do you remember last week? Swords are more dangerous. We were talking about crisps, and then... No, legends. We're talking about legends, that's right. And uh, we got on to the fact that you said, well, a legend is... Coming home with crisps unexpectedly, that was the one. Oh, because I was saying swords are really dangerous, mm, yeah. whereas crisps aren't. Yeah, well, he says, Ruth's assertion that swords are more dangerous than crisps is a fallacy. In 57 years, I've never been hurt by a sword, but biting a crisp at the wrong angle... <laughs> yeah, true. There's and, crispy crisps. And cutting my mouth, very, very painful. Very yeah, those extra-thick, deep-ridge Mackays. Mm. Terrifying. Yeah. Don't have those. Just have like watsips and watsits and quavers because those are nice and mm. rounded edges. <laughs> oh, yes, they're sometimes a little bit disappointing. They're very benign crisps. Like you sometimes get those prawn shells. And oh, skips! Oh, yeah. I love skips. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Well, they'll never hurt you, skips. Or yeah, those. Yeah, those are lovely and round yeah, and melt. Exactly, that's the whole thing. And I was talking about so many films coming out at the moment that look vaguely similar, you know, about strong women. That's a bit of a trope at the moment. And he says Hollywood, uh, to address that part of the debate, uh, makes the same movie over and over again because the first one sold. So once something's successful, they do it again, which I suppose is right. But then I I think, um, I can't remember who said it to me, uh, like one of these writing things or whatever, and they're like, don't worry about being original because the, the same story might have been told, but the same story hasn't been told by you. Mm. So, you know, sometimes a story can be the same. I mean, romance films are much the same over and over again. Mm. But if they're told in different ways, then it's not the same. And the final email here, which will please you, is from Arup Sanakela. And uh, Arup says, hi, Martin Ruth. I manage Dana Williams. Wow. Yeah. Just wanted to drop... Look, me. Dad's already told me this because it was so exciting, but now I'm reacting like I haven't. <laughs> it is exciting, this. It was um, so exciting. But it is the manager. You know, it's very, very, we don't often We've, get... No, no, most of y'all are dads, so... I managed Dana Williams. I just wanted to drop you a quick note thanking you for the uh, honey shout-out. So good. On yesterday's podcast, we very much appreciate it. We just released another single on Island Records, if you want I've to listen. I've listened to it. It's and great. It's holiday. So there you are, Dana Williams. Uh, so we can now... You know only person, they're the only people who've ever... Like, only artist who've ever said thank you for playing the song. It's, it's very it's exciting. But now what it means is... And she, when she gets really famous... Mm. 
you, you know all these people that I've been on Fighting Talk with once? Yeah. Uh, or people who've friended me on Facebook, like David Nichols, who interestingly has got a new book out, uh, will now be able to claim that Dana Williams and her manager, Arup, uh, are our very good friends. Our very uh, good friends. because they've written to us. Uh, anyway, if you do want to get in touch with us, it's so Mar- and we. D- how much do we love getting emails, especially from famous so people? So much. Mm. Yeah, if you're not famous, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care how lacking in fame you are, do send us uh, an email. Martin and Ruth podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Martin and Ruth podcast at gmail.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You have something you want to do. Um, yeah, oh, I thought it was music time. Yeah, well, let's play the music first. Yeah, good idea. Let's play the music first. And we'll start with mine. Have you heard of Gil Scott Heron? Is it a fish? No, Gil Scott Heron is, in many ways, the father of rap music. Wow. Uh, going back, Look at you. Going back to the, uh, to the 70s and 80s. Um, 60s, I think. No, 70s and 80s, mo- mostly. Uh, and this is him. Ever feel it somehow, somewhere you lost your way? Gil Scott Heron and Lady Day and John Coltrane. And you obviously know who Lady Day is. Billie Holiday. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. And John Coltrane, saxophonist. Yes. Yes, you know all about I've that. heard of, yeah. Uh, but they call it, you see, that was unusual because most of his stuff was spoken word. So he was oh, right in the very, you very... You should have played some um, of that. Well... <laughs> The, the one, the best one that he did, or the most famous one, was called "The Revolution Will Not Be Televised," and it, it's very, but it's very, very difficult to get a, a flavour of yeah, it yeah. in twenty but seconds. I've had that with some of those like Tom Mish songs, which yeah. must be quite inspired by him. I think where so. it's like 
you can't get it's like a story and you can't hear just one bit of it because yeah. it doesn't get the full well, thing. Well, but the, what's interesting about the revolution will not be televised is that it shows there was the same panic about television because this that came out in the in the seventies, and there was the same panic about television as there is about the internet now. The fact that everybody used to think people were becoming zombies just sitting in front of the television mm. all the time, and the idea of the revolution will not be televised. And there's a lot of American references was, you know, you won't be... I'll, I'll quote you a couple of lines. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on and drop out. You will not be able to skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. So it was a sort yeah. of call to arms. It was saying, get out on the streets and revolt. And what was year a, was this? That would be 70... Right, so it's still when it's early. It's in the seventies. Yeah. Well, the, the, one of the few American references that you will get is the fact that Nixon was the president at the time. Right, yeah. And there were there were a lot of race riots and all that sort of mm-hmm. thing in America round about that time, because uh, you know all about Nixon, don't you? From the film, oh, Frost, <laughs> Frost Nixon. But yeah, his music. If most... it hasn't been yeah like a biopic made about you, I probably won't know about it. Right, yeah. Um, his music, most notably in the early seventies, influenced and foreshadowed later. African-American music genres such as hip-hop and neo-soul. Yeah. He's considered by many to be the first rapper slash MC ever. So, uh, it's really early for like rap music like that. It was. It was. But it was just about starting at that time. Even if you listen to some of the Motown things from the early 70s, there's a bit of a sort of revolutionary zeal in there. And everything. Yeah. Died in 2011 at the age of 72. So he won't be emailing us. Tell me about yours. Mine is a song called X by Kiana Lede. I don't want to be a ex. We were too good to be friends. Can we still hang out on the low? Yeah, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a. It's your gotta quit a sex when you're alone. By uh, pronounce the name for me again. Well, I, I think Kiana Lede. Lede, because it's got it's a got an accent. It's got an E of Q on yeah. the on the last E, so it must be A at the end. Lede, but mm. I don't know it's Lede or something. I've never heard anyone say it. So this is her 2018 debut EP. But I just thought it was one of the, it was just like a really nice song, mm. and I quite liked. She's quite cool and stuff. She's from America. She was born in Phoenix, Arizona, and she's only 22 now. So um, a bit of a sort of summery, relaxed, post-exam feel to it. Yeah, I think so. And if you do want to listen to the songs in full, then you can go over to Spotify and either type in Ruthie, Me and My Dad or Martin and Ruth, and then you can find the playlist of those songs and all the others from all the other weeks. So I wanted to talk a bit about, because we were talking about racism earlier, so this is quite a good thing to talk about as well um do you remember maybe last year i'm not quite sure when there was some text messages were sort of put out there by some people who were meant to be going to harvard the next year that like really racist messages using the n-word they were all white people and saying like lots of like different racial slurs and stuff and really horrible messages and so the, one of the guys called Kyle Kashov made a thread and it begins that Harvard rescinded my acceptance. Three months after being admitted to Harvard class of 2023, Harvard has decided to rescind my admission over texts and comments made nearly two years ago, months prior to the acceptance or something. 
I have some thoughts and here's what's happened. And so he basically goes on to say he was made aware of these callous comments that had come out that he'd made when he was 16 in this um, group chat, I think it was. Yeah, um, it was. Do you remember? I saw it on the TV. This was a, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a big news thing. And so then he came out with his apology and everything like that. And then he asked Harvard if he could have a face-to-face meeting to talk about it, and they said no. And basically, all his attempts to kind of get back into the class have been declined. But he goes on to talk about how he believes that like he's grown as a person, and it's not he shouldn't be held to the things that he said when he was 16. He is only 18 now, so it's not as if he's like much mm. older. Then he says, Harvard deciding that someone can't grow is deeply concerning. If any institution should understand growth, it's Harvard, which is looked at as the pinnacle of higher education despite its checkered past. Throughout its history, Harvard's faculty has included slave owners, segregationists, blah, blah, blah. I believe that institutions and people can grow and everything like that. Hmm. And then, so what now? I'm figuring out. That's what he's saying. And I was just wondering, do you think that he should still have his application rescinded based on these comments that he made? Well, without knowing every single detail, I'm always in favour of giving people a second chance. Mm. And I think there is a huge change with six... Well, you know, we were just talking about proms before. The the change from being... So think back to when you were 16. And the change uh, in you between being 16 and being an 18, and especially in a group chat, you know, it's just immense. And and in a group chat, all sorts... And we've seen a lot of these cases, you know, of um, sexism and all sorts of... Who was it? The police? The, the like youngest ever female police secretary or whatever, do you remember? And then stuff came out about her saying, yeah. is it slurs against gay people or something? I can't, I can't quite remember, remember but, but do you remember the story? I think what you what you put on a, in a group chat, uh, you know, we always, sometimes we think of things within our little family group chat, That's the only, and you've obviously got different group chats of your own, but in our family group chat, we often say, won't put that on Twitter, I'll just put it in the group chat. So there is a, there is a sort of uh, philosophy whereby you save anything you're going to say that is and also, and you say there. you say different things when you face to face amongst company than you would on a yeah. computer or whatever. But at sixteen, if you're saying the N word and you're racist, at eighteen, are you really going to have changed that much? Like, I think you can be stupid and you can be a bit of an idiot at sixteen. Like, I think I, I definitely have did stuff when I was sixteen that I wouldn't do or say mm. now. But I think being like actively racist and overtly racist at 16 is different to making stupid mistakes when you're 16 yeah we're not saying we don't know that he's racist you know we know that he used a racist epithet on his uh, text messages yeah it was more than one message it was like a whole conversation conversation. but i'd be inclined to uh, give him another chance and i think the reason harvard probably won't give him another chance is because they don't have to as far as i can gather with harvard people are falling over themselves to get Mm. in there but then like a lot of people were saying about this tweet they were like you're being judged for stuff you did when you were 16, but that's exactly what a university application is about. It judges you from when you were 16 to 18. Mm. So My my instinct, I mean, I, I don't have any strong views either way, but my instinct is that I'd always like to give people a second chance, whether it's uh, probably not Harvey Weinstein, because <laughs> he's slightly beyond the pale, but when it's Michael Gove or it's uh, this 16-year-old kid. You know, Michael Gove about the Coke thing? About the Coke thing. If anything, that makes me like Michael Gove more, I think. <laughs> I think there is that. Although people are saying that the anti-drug campaign, you know, used to, if they say kids, 
just say no, don't take drugs. They'd show a picture of some sort of down and out with a needle in an mm. alleyway looking all... And they say what they should do now is put a picture of Michael Gove. <laughs> Maybe that's how he don't. got his face all... Kids don't take drugs. But yeah, I, I'd yeah, but say give I him a second chance. Like... But you're saying not give him a second chance. I just think because of the message it sends, I don't think his whole life should be ruined. Like, I don't think he should not be able to go to university or anything. But I think to be able to go to Harvard is... It's just a bit unfair on the people who... People of colour who go to Harvard, I think. And what was the other thing you wanted to ask me about? Oh, so I read an article this morning by Matt Rudd um, about he's 44, I think he was saying, and it was about what he would tell his 25-year-old self. So I thought I would ask you, what would you tell your 25-year-old self? If I was giving advice to my 25-year-old self, one word, floss, because... You know, I really wish I'd looked after my teeth better when I was younger because by the time I got into my 50s, I'd lost a few teeth and I've had to have a partial denture. And He's a monster. Yeah, <laughs> complete monster. I'd have a partial denture. So that would be one thing, look after my teeth. Yeah. The other thing is, from a career point of view, I would be more of a pain in the arse because, you know, my parents... How's that possible? <laughs> my parents always told me... You, you set me up for should, that. Uh, yeah. My parents always said, oh, you should be modest about your... About what you can do and all that sort of thing don't go around blowing your own trumpet and all that sort of stuff whereas in the business that i'm in um if you don't go around blowing your own trumpet and telling people what you can do and what you're good at you no one else is going to blow it for you nobody's going to blow it for you absolutely and you find you end up doing things that somebody else says is good seinfeld is a prime example Seinfeld and the beatles but seinfeld is a prime example you know he went in there and said no no it's a show but we've seen it depicted on his on his actual show mm. when they're when they're pitching the sort of pretend show him and yeah. george and they say uh well george costanza in it actually says uh, no it's a show about nothing and the guy from nbc you know he insists it's about nothing and even seinfeld in the show is trying to say oh you compromise you've got to do this and you got to do that but he says nope it's a show about nothing and insists on doing that and i, I should have done more of that you know yeah. been a pain in the ass to Measures. No, no, it's better like this because often you think because somebody's in a, wearing a suit and is in a position uh, higher than yours, they know what they're doing. But over the hundreds of years that I've been doing the job, now, hundreds, I know that a lot of those people don't know what they're doing yeah. any more than I do, and therefore, you know, so trust in your own instincts. That would be, and I would give that as advice to you. Trusting your, you know, you you you're sometimes. I know you now. It's always an age where right. You think you're always right. <laughs> I'm not done. I don't. No. I know you do, you do with me. Insist on your own truth. I think that's in a song somewhere. I think it's one of those... Uh, yeah, you didn't just think of that no, then. It's Desiderata, I think, that song where they say, always be true to your own truth, or words to that effect. Was that Morgan Freeman's voice? <laughs> Morgan Freeman. No, it wasn't. It was the one in the song. I'm wondering how uh, prepared you are when you go to uh, university next year and in the, the subsequent years at university to live in squalor because there's... Well, you know, not just, moving to a third world country. No, you're not. But uh, often if you go in a student flat, I mean, you're going to be in halls first year, but when you go in a student flat, some of those student, grows, student yeah. flats are like... There was a programme on TV years ago called The Young Ones, which you won't be familiar with, but... If you've seen Fresh Meat, yeah, that's and, the any of those things but there is a there is help at hand there's a woman who will try and teach you how to keep your place not 
squalor, not squalid. Uh, when Britain's brightest... <laughs> oh my gosh. When Britain's brightest young minds, that's you, Ruth, uh, set off to university this autumn, their brains will be brimming with esoteric facts. Will your brain be brimming with esoteric facts? I don't even facts? know what esoteric means. Okay. What many are ill-equipped to do, however, is work out how to switch on a vacuum cleaner. Oh, well, that's... Disc- <laughs> uh, who are they Disc- talking about? Well, they're talking about students. Discover where to place soap powder in a washing machine uh, or find a use for a mattress cover. Now a help is at hand. Schools are teaching practical life lessons to sixth formers to prepare them for the rigours of... I do reading. think that's a good idea. Because hmm. you never had any practical life no, lessons. No, no. But I'm not a complete imbecile. No, you're not. Uh, to prepare them for the rigours of leaving home. One organisation, Uni Cook and Clean, run by a mother whose two children are now graduated, offers sessions that include how to make an omelette. Or yeah, you, know it. Or a salad. Never, I don't even like salads. I, I could make a salad, like I have done salads, but I, I don't know why I would mm, want to. Uh, here's something else that I doubt you could do, uh, and how to successfully wrestle a cover onto a duvet. Have you ever put a duvet cover on? No. Oh, no, I put a duvet into the sheet. Is that what they mean? Yeah. Oh, well, I've done that loads of times. Have you? Yeah. I've never seen you. Uh, also well, give, maybe that says more about you. Uh, uh, it also gives advice on how... I thought they meant, like, the mattress protector, because that I could not do. No. It also gives advice on how not to catch bugs by sharing bedding and towels. And I can't oh. see you. are not really sharing your towels, are you? No. no. <laughs> and offers tips for physical and mental well-being, such as having a meningitis jab and registering with a doctor. But I'm what? sure... What? A meningitis... <laughs> A meningitis jab. All those jabs you had as kids. God, now every time I get sick, I'm going to be like, crap, I've got meningitis. Well, we will do that. (laughs) Do you have a meme of the week for us? (sighs) Tired. You you don't say. Always. Always tired. It's teenagers, though, you know. Well, there is a bit of that. It's also, um, you know, thinking of things to say all the time. It's, It's difficult. I guess so. Got a lot to say. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I say this thinking, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Uh, and then... You don't think it's funny anymore? Uh, well, go on, try No, and... maybe not. T-Rex. Hey, look, a shooting star. Make a wish. Raptor. I wish I was dead. Lol. T-Rex. LMAO. T-Rex. Nothing. T-Rex. Nothing. T-Rex. Hey, that shit looks kind of close, doesn't it? Because obviously they got killed by a meteor. Funny. Some some dinosaur-based humour, no? Well, sort of. So, if you uh, want to get in touch with us, we'd be uh, thrilled to hear from you. Uh, Martin and Ruth Podcast at Gmail dot com. Martin and Ruth Podcast at Gmail dot com. Was that what you were asking me to do? I didn't know. More or less. Uh, oh, say so the Spotify. Uh, yes, that was again. More of it. Yeah. yeah. So the Spotify, just go onto Spotify and type in either Martin and Ruth or Ruthie, me and my dad, and either of those, you'll find the playlist. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.